Everyone, welcome, welcome to New Covenant Worship Center. We are live here in the building for this last Sunday in the month of August. I'm telling you, God has been good to us. We have seen eight months, almost to finish the eight months of this year of 2022. And I'm telling you, God is good. He is faithful. He is kind. He is just. He is an awesome, loving God. And he continues to make way for us. He continues to cover us, protect us, and lead and guide us. So listen, I'm excited for you all joining me this morning on YouTube, on Facebook. I I want you guys to share, like, and comment this morning. We're gonna have an awesome time in the Lord today. We're gonna open in prayer. Then we're gonna get the word. Then we're gonna get into praise and worship and get the word of God. So come on, those of you all who are in the building, come on, let's stand our feet if you can, and let's give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. Come on, Ace, and I need you to give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, God, to give you all the thanks, God. We come to praise you and magnify you and worship you on this morning, God. Lord, we come to tell you thank you on today, God. Thank you, Lord, for another opportunity, God, to come into your presence on today, God. Thank you for your love, for your grace, for your compassion on today, God. And Lord, we just come, Lord, to lift you up on today, God. We come to exalt you this morning, God. We come to magnify your holy name on today, Father God. And Lord, we welcome you in this place on today, Father Father God, we welcome your presence, your power, your authority on today, God, that Lord, you may saturate this place on today, Father God, fill us with your presence on today, God, fill us with the power of your anointing on today, Father God, that Lord, you may use us as vessels of praise on today, Father God, that we may lift up and exalt and magnify your name on today, Father God, but Lord, we are yielded vessels in this place on today, God, we are yielded to your instructions, God, we are yielded to your will on today, Father God, that Lord, we surrender our all over to you on today, God, that you may get the glory and honor out of our lives on today, Father God. Lord, we thank you for grace today, God. We thank you, Lord, for mercy on today, God. We thank you for your loving kindness toward us, Father God, that Lord, your Holy Spirit, God, continues to lead and guide us on today, Father God, that your Holy Spirit continues to comfort us on today, God, and to lead and guide us into all truth on today, God. And Lord, we come to thank you, Lord. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, God. We thank you for your only begotten son, Lord, that whosoever believes on him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life, God. And Lord, we thank you on today, God, that salvation is our portion on today, God. We thank you that you have saved us and redeemed us on today, God. Thank you that, Lord, you have given us another chance, God, and another chance, God, that you are faithful unto us on today, God. Even when we're unfaithful, God, you're yet faithful unto us on today, God. And Lord, we say thank you this morning, God. Lord, thank you, Lord, for protecting us, God. Thank you, Lord, for keeping us, God, throughout this week, Father, God. Thank you, Lord, for watching over us, our children, God, our grandchildren, God. Thank you, Lord, for giving us, God, the, the resources that we need to take care of our families, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for giving and providing for us on today, God. Thank you that we had a mind, God, to serve you on today, God, to come in and worship you and praise you and adore you on today, God. Lord, I begin to release the presence of God, that we will enter into your courts with thanksgiving and enter into your courts with praise on today, God. That, Lord, your presence will rule, reign, and abide in this place like never before, God. Lord, let your glory flow on today, God. Let your praises reign in this place, God. Let worship move upon your heart on today, Father, God. That, Lord, we will lift you up and magnify your holy 
name on today, God. But your name is greatly to be praised, God. But we know that there is no other name under heaven where men shall be saved but by the name of Jesus Christ, God. And you said that if I be lifted up, Lord, you will draw all men unto you on today, Father God. And Lord, we lift you up today, God. We exalt you today, Father God. We make you large in this place, Father God. But you are King of kings and Lord of lords, Father God. And Lord, we just say thank you on today, God. We have a heart of gratitude on today, God. A heart of thanksgiving on today, Father God. And Lord, we just bless your name today, God. As Lord, we come to praise you, Father God. We come to exalt you, God. We come to magnify your holy name on today, God. Stir up this atmosphere on today, God. That your presence will move, God, supernaturally in this place, God. Bring forth healing, God, to the body of those who are in need on today, God. Remove the sickness, God. Remove the pain, God. Remove the issues, God, in our bodies on today, God. That, Lord, you will begin to heal us from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet, God. For you said in your word that by your stripes we are healed on today, God. We confess that over our lives. We prophesy it. We decree it, God, that there is no sickness, no illness, no plague, God, that shall come nigh our dwelling, God. We thank you for the victory in our body on today, God, that, Lord, cancer cannot dwell, God. Diabetes cannot dwell. High blood pressure cannot dwell. Arthritis cannot dwell. Multiple sclerosis cannot dwell in our body, God. You are a supernatural healer, God, and we say thank you, God, that you are our healer. You are our strength on today, God. You are our way maker, Father God. And Lord, we just bless your name and magnify you today, God. Come on, let's give the Lord a true praise in the house. Oh, he's worthy. Come on, as the sound comes, I dare you just to lift up your voice today and begin to magnify his name and give God his due praise. For he is good to us. He's faithful to us. He's a loving God, a kind God. And we come to bless him this morning. I dare you to just begin to not think about the things that are hindering you, the things that may be in a place of giving you stress. I dare you to just give it over to God this morning. I dare you to leave it at the altar today. I dare you to begin to give God your best praise and just begin to magnify and worship him. Make him larger than your situation and he will come in. Invite him into your situation today. Make him large on today. Make room for Jesus in your heart today. Oh, God, you're worthy today. Come on, let's bless him. Come on, let's magnify him. Come on, and lift your hands. Hallelujah. Can we thank y'all back this morning? Glory to God. Oh, we bless you, Jesus. Anybody chasing after him? 
because you rescued us, God, that's why we'll chase after you. That's why we'll run to you. Hallelujah. As the Bible says, as the deer panted after the water, God, my soul thirsts for you, Jesus. Oh, we long for you, God. We want to be in your presence, Jesus. Oh, we're so grateful this morning. We're grateful. We don't take it lightly to enter into the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. And to get into his presence. The Bible said in his presence is fullness of joy. So if you came in and you lack joy, all you got to do is get in his presence. Hallelujah.
My God, my God. We thank God for his presence. We thank God for praise and worship, amen. I'm telling you, God is good, amen. And he is greatly to be praised. I don't know about you, but I thank God, amen, for grace and mercy. Amen. He saved a wretch like me. Amen. Oh, he's worthy to be praised. My God, my God. Listen, if you can, you may be seated in his presence. Wow. I'm telling you, God is amazing. And he is so good and faithful unto us. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Who would not serve a God like this? Amen. That he loves you in spite of. He's yet concerns of, concerned about us. Even in, in the midst of us not being faithful. Not being loyal to God. Not being committed to the things of God. He still yet cries out for us. He still yet is our mediator. He still yet intercedes on our behalf. Amen. Oh my God. I love you Jesus. We love you Jesus. Amen, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God is good. Amen. See, somebody may not know your story, and somebody may not know all the things that you had to endure just to get here this morning. Some of us had to go through some stuff just to make it in the building this morning. But the grace of God, which is sufficient for us, he made way for us. He made provision for us. He extended his grace to make it to us that we got here this morning. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to his name. Tell somebody around you, I'm still here. My God, my God. I'm still here, amen? I'm still here, amen? Somebody didn't make it this week. You ought to thank God that you're still here. You're still here. I'm still here, Jesus. I'm still here by your loving kindness, Jesus. I'm still here, Jesus. 
I'm here to magnify your name. I'm here to give you all the praise. I'm still here, Jesus. I'm still here, Father God. I'm still here to bless your name, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I feel a rumbling in my spirit this morning. I just feel like I'm grateful for being here today. I'm still here today. He gave me another chance, another chance, another chance. I'm still here, Jesus. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be today? I'm still here. Come on and bless the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My God, my God. Jesus. I'm telling you, I'm grateful this morning. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus. God, we worship you this morning. God, we worship you this morning. God, we just adore you in this place, God. Mm, thank you, God. Hallelujah. Our Savior, our Redeemer. He's worthy of the praise. He's worthy of the praise. He's worthy of the worship. He's worthy of the praise. He's worthy of the praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you can speak and pray in your heavenly language, I beg you to begin to call on the name of the Lord. Stir up this atmosphere, God. Stir up your people this morning. Stir us up right now, God. Take us higher this morning. Take us out of our place of being complacent, God. Look, move us higher. Move us to the next dimension this morning. Stir us up this morning. Shift us this morning. Shake us this morning. Revive us this morning. Wake us up this morning. Demons has to be at the name of Jesus. Demons has to be at the name of Jesus. Demons has to be at the name of Jesus. Demons has to be at the name of Jesus. Demons has to be at the name of Jesus. Demons has to be at the name of Jesus. Demons has to be at the name of
Break every yoke this morning. Break it in the name of Jesus. Break every chain this morning. Break it in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of unforgiveness, I command you to be free today. In the name of Jesus, let it go today. Let it go today. Be free. Be free. Forgive in the name of Jesus. Somebody needs to be loose today. Somebody needs to be free today. Breaking in the power of the blood of Jesus. It's broken by the power of the blood of Jesus. Breakthrough is here right now. Deliverance is here right now. The shackles are being loose right now. Do it for your glory, Jesus. Do it for your glory, Jesus. For your glory, Jesus. My God, my God. Mm. I dare you to believe God this morning. I dare you to believe God like never before. I dare you to believe God like never before. my God, my God, my God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Brother Jesse and Sister Shante, lift your hands where you're at. I decree and declare, and I begin to break every attack of the enemy off your life. I begin to decree and declare that you're walking in victory. I decree and declare that the power of the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding you. I decree and declare that the hedge of protection of God is surrounding you and your family. I break every generational curse off of your bloodline by the power of the blood of Jesus. I decree that you are rising up above the situation. You are rising above the circumstances. I prophesy to your next. I prophesy to your next. I decree and declare that you're going higher in the name of Jesus and that God is going to supernaturally meet and supply your needs. I prophesy to your bank account. I decree that it will begin to overflow with resources. I prophesy that God's going to show you preferential treatment and stupid favor and that men will begin to give into your bosom like never before. I'm laying the seed at your feet. I break the curse of bondage. I break the curse of lack. 
God said, I'll give you more. He said, I'll give you more as you cry out unto me. He said, I'll give you more as you yield to me. He said, I'll give you more as you begin to continue to remain faithful to me. He said, I'll give you more as you worship me. He said, I'll give you more as you give me the thanks. He said, I'll give you more as you honor me. I'll give you more as you stand in righteousness. He said, I'll give you more. He said, I am your source. I am your supplier. I will meet your needs according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. In the name of Jesus, break the shame today. In the name of Jesus, break the shame of the past mistakes. In the name of Jesus, free them right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Seal their relationship in the blood of Jesus. I bind the attack of the enemy. Separation is not your portion. Oh, you will stand. You will not come subject to the plans and plots of the enemy. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. The things that your grandparents, your uncles and aunts went through, it will not come down your dwelling. I come up against sickness, illness, disease. The blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus over your body, over your mind, over your spirit. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. There's a shaking in the spirit. There's a shaking in the spirit. Yeah. Do it again, God. <laughs> Do it again, God. Do it again, God. <laughs> Do it again, God. Do it again, Jesus. <laughs> Do it again, Jesus. Favor. <laughs> hold on to that posture <laughs> he will continue to allow the flow he will continue to allow the windows of heaven to be open over your life favor increase favor increase favor increase hallelujah Jesus <laughs> Sister Laquita Lord, the Holy Spirit is preparing you for the next assignment. The Holy Spirit is preparing you for your next assignment. There are new doors of opportunity God is presenting and coming your way. And God said He wants you to begin to move in faith. Move in faith and trust what he is doing in your life trust the process trust the pathway trust what he is speaking unto you and god will begin to prepare the way for you and he will make easy and successful your way he will open up those doors of opportunity there is a door of opportunity of increase for you and god is favoring you your name will come up your name will come up 
and God's going to use you and God's going to bless you. Just continue to seek him and continue to remain faithful unto him. Call on his name on a daily basis. Call on the name of the Lord as your strong tower and watch God continue to meet and supply your needs. Favor in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. Aha. He's faithful. My God, he's faithful. Hallelujah, Jesus. to be praised. He is worthy to be magnified. Listen, we give God glory today. I thank God for his presence. I thank God for his grace and his mercy. I want to welcome you all to New Covenant Worship Center once again. For those of you all who are watching online, we appreciate you all tuning in. Continue to share this, share this, tag someone. Let them know that we are on the air this morning. Listen, we're going to move forward in our time of giving. Amen. And we're going to sow Amen. And give as the Holy Spirit leads us to give our tithes and our offering this morning. Um, Brother Jesse and Shante, receive the seed that's in that chair. That is your seed. Amen. And God meets your need and, and lets you know that he's concerned about you. He hasn't forgotten about you. Amen. Amen. So come on, you all. Let's sow this morning with great expectation for the power of God and for miracles to happen in our life. God's going to bless supernaturally. Supernaturally. I sense it in my spirit. Amen. So those of you all who are watching online, amen, you can give online at www.newcovncwc.com. Click the Give tab and you can give online. Uh, you can click towards our um, tithes and offering, uh, benevolence or our debt freedom seed um, as God continues to move faithfully in your sowing. Uh, those of you all who are who have easy tithe, you can go to easy tithe um, and sow your seed. Those of you all who do not have the app, it's the best means to give and sow. Download the app. Just go to your app store, look for Easy Tide, and then put in New Covenant Worship Center, Joliet, Illinois, to set up your account, and you can give anytime, anywhere, all across the world. Amen? Amen. Those of you all who still use the great United States Postal Service, 2423 Glenwood Avenue is our mailing address, uh, Joliet, Illinois, 60435. Amen. Those of you all who need an envelope, Brother Terrence will supply you with an envelope. Please raise your hand if you need an envelope, and he will take care of you on this morning. Amen? All right. Are you giving? I'm going to sow my seed.
said it. It's $100, not $10. He told you to sow it. <laughs> give as the Holy Spirit has led you to give on this morning. Can we give God praise that God continues to meet the need? That we only take up one offering in 13 years. We take up one offering on Sunday, amen. And any other offering is sort of seeds and things that we do for outreach. I'm telling you, God has sustained this ministry. And we're so grateful and thankful for his faithfulness towards us. And God continues to meet and supply our needs. He's faithful in keeping our jobs, our places of employment. I don't know too many people that got laid off during the pandemic within this ministry. God has continued to make way for us. He's opened up new doors. People have gotten promotions, increases, raises. God is yet faithful, amen? So we give God praise for that, amen? Thank God for that, amen?
from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Fruits, nut, juice, water, and a small salad. Thursday is our Bible study here in the building at 6.30 p.m. Saturday is our movement ministry at 7 a.m. We'll meet in the parking lot, weather permitting. Sunday morning at 9 a.m. is Sunday school. Minister Oliver has received, has received an email from the Sunday school book supplier, Urban Ministries, that said they anticipate delays the next shipment of Sunday school books for the next session starting in September. As a result, they provided a link to their website that will allow access to the first two weeks in September. This includes the children's ministry. The link is urbanministries.com. Anyone interested in receiving the material can go to the website address provided and download the materials. Additionally, Minister Oliver would like to know who would be interested in the ability to assess Sunday school materials electronically. This will allow him to determine how many subscriptions to order. Please note the number of individuals able to access the site will be limited to the number of subscriptions ordered, so it's imperative for everyone interested to respond. The church's web email address is ncwc2423 at gmail.com. The sooner responses are received, the sooner we receive the subscription. If you have any questions, please see and contact Minister Oliver. Sunday morning worship is at 10 a.m. Rising Sun event, calling on all rising suns. Let's get together and break bread. Saturday, September 10th. 2022 at 9 a.m. at the Golden Corral. Let Minister Tony know if you can make it. I'd like to welcome all visitors online and in person. If you're here just to check us out or just looking for a new church home, you are welcome. Yes. Everyone please stand as we welcome the, the shepherd of this house. Yes. Getting smaller. Apostle Jonas Jones. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you. You all may be seated. Um, real quick, I want to, um, the Redmond family uh, wants to offer their thanks and the passing and, uh, of their mom and just offer their uh, appreciation for our church family supporting them during that time. Um, we thank you. Our family wishes to convey our sincerest appreciation for your prayers and support during the passing of our loved one, Beatrice Waddle Redmond. We are blessed to have friends like you and are grateful for all you've done. Again, thank you for the many expressions of kindness you have shown to us during this period of bereavement for our family, the family of Beatrice Wet Waddell Redmond. Amen. So we thank God for uh, the family of the Bankston, the Redmonds, the Heaths, amen, um, the Orozco's, amen, and the loss of their mother, their grandmother, and um, we gave her home going service a couple weeks ago. So we thank God for God's grace and mercy. Continue to pray for that family. Amen. Amen. All right. Y'all ready for the word? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Listen, um, we have been in this series, The Big Payback, um, this, this month of August. And God has really uh, given us some inspiration, uh, some encouragement uh, as it relates to the word of God. And and learning and understanding the power of payback and that vengeance belongs to God. 
and that we have a responsibility in that part also uh, for the things that we do and what we uh, begin to sow, that there is a consequence of reaping. Amen. And so we have to be conscious of our choices and decisions that we make. And so as we continue to move forward in this word, and we're going to close it out on today, um, we're going to go to a very familiar book and a very familiar passage of scripture. And it's so amazing. Um, I was listening to Pastor Glenn this morning, His Grace and Sufficient Ministries, and he was sharing and teaching uh, a part of this um, uh, uh, chapter that we're going to deal with on today in the book of Acts. And I said, God, he is faithful. I said, God knows what the, what the body of Christ needs. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, let's go to the book of Acts, and we're going to chapter 16. Acts, the 16th chapter. Acts, the 16th chapter. We're in the New Living Translation, NLT version. Acts, the 16th chapter. Now, I want to, before we, we're going to start at verse 16, but I want you to know that um, the Apostle Paul and Silas and, and workers of the ministry, even Timothy, uh, some things have happened before we get to chapter, I mean, to verse 16. Uh, they've been going forth, uh, ministering the word of God and teaching and, and, and uh, encouraging people uh, in the things of God and giving them the gospel. And people have uh, received the good news and they have come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ and they've given their life over to God. Um, and it's important that when we are on our true assignment of, of building the kingdom of God, that the enemy is going to come and to attack us. Um, he's not attacking us based on what you wear on Sunday. He's not attacking on you on how, how well you sing on the praise team. He's not attacking you on based on, you know, if you did this or you did that, if you called this person or didn't call that person. He's in a place where he's attacking because if you're making an impact on his kingdom where you're now snatching souls out of darkness and bringing them into the light, that's when you're going to see his head rise up. That's when you're going to see the true attacks of the enemy. And so we have to be in position to know that if we're operating and we're doing what God is leading us to do and that we're building people up and that we're encouraging people in the things of God and we're seeing people's lives change by the word of God, that yeah. this is where the attack comes. And God's going to begin to pay back the enemy on the things that comes at us because we're doing the will of God. Because we're doing the thing that God has commissioned us to do in the earth. He told us and commanded us. He said, go forth and make disciples out of men. This is our assignment. He said, once the power of the Holy Spirit has come upon you, he said to go ye out into all the othermost parts of the world and begin to preach this gospel and begin to share this good news. So that's been our commission and that's our assignment in the earth realm. Everyone has that assignment. You don't have to have a title to be a minister of the gospel, to be a servant of the gospel, to share the good news. We are all have a responsibility to bring and share salvation with those who do not know Christ. Amen. Amen. And so the apostle Paul is on assignment and he is going forth and he is making an impact on the kingdom of God by bringing people into the kingdom and drawing them in with loving kindness preaching the good news, con uh, uh, convincing them, and being persuasive in his teaching. And so here when we pick it up at chapter 16, verse 16, let's start reading. It says, one day as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. She followed Paul and, re and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the most high God and they have come to tell you how to be saved. Now, look at this. 
Uh, one day they were going down to the place of prayer. They were moving and going into the place of the presence of God. They were on their assignment where they were going to the place of prayer. And so as you are going and moving and doing the things of God, the enemy will raise up distractions to get you off course. When you're going to prayer, it's all of a sudden I get sleepy. All of a sudden something comes up. I need to take care of this. All of a sudden comes something comes to mind. I, I need to handle that. And so the enemy will rise up distractions when you're moving forward and doing something that's going to impact your life and also impact the kingdom of God. Yeah. So one day as they were going down to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. Now, She's operating out of the spirit of divination. Yes. She's operating out of the Susan spirit. And she's a fortune teller. Now, the reason they're called this fortune teller is because they're telling these particular things of the future in order to get money, in yes. order to gain resources. She is a fortune teller. And so it, it said that she earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. Now, here it is. This woman worked for someone, worked for people where they used her particular uh, uh, divination, divining spirit in order to now gain money, in order to now manipulate people and to tell them falsehoods of their future in order to lure them in. Because people are in a place where they have itchy ears and people want to hear things that are conducive to pleasing the flesh and so if you're in an atmosphere or you're in the mindset where all you desire is the things of your flesh to be tickled God will raise up somebody to tickle your flesh and what happens is we get into a point in place where we reject the true word of God and we reject the true things that God is trying to speak to us because that may not be the thing we agree with. And as soon as it's something that we disagree with and it does not line up with where we may feel as though we're at, now we call that false. We call that not true because it did not please the flesh. But God wants to build your spirit man up because prophecy comes to edify, exhort, and to begin to exalt and build you up. And so here it is this woman is telling fortunes and she has masters that she's working for but notice this she followed Paul and the rest of us shouting these men are servants of the most high God and they have come to tell you how to be saved now is she saying this out of a true place of her heart or is she saying this as a place to kind of mock them and to now bring attention to them I believe it's a twofold thing she's doing this to bring attention and she's also mocking she said, these men are the servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. Notice, the people who operate in falseness and operate in that spirit of false prophets or, or operating in error, they recognize truth. Yes. Because I want you to understand something. When you're operating in a place to deceive people, you have to be around people who live in yeah. truth. Because in other words, you get camouflaged yeah. because now you're easily to be in a place to manipulate because people think if you hang with people who operate in truth, that there is some truth in you. So this is how the enemy operates. And you have to recognize the trap. So she goes around following them and shouting this declaration. These men are the servants of the Most High God. And they have come to tell you how to be saved. In verse 18, this went on day after day 
Until Paul got, got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her. Now notice the apostle Paul knew that she was operating out of a familiar spirit. She was operating out of a demonic influence. And at this point, it went on for a few days. And now at this point, this thing vexed Paul's spirit. At some point, when do you get tired of the enemy vexing you? When do you get tired of the enemy mocking you and ridiculing you and trying to come at you and to begin to talk? about what you do for God is not important or what you do is too much it don't take all that to be saved when do you stop and say you know what my salvation is important to me just like your party life and your getting high life is important to you my salvation and my walk with God is important to me but we have to always dummy down our salvation and to make other people feel comfortable in they mess and they foolishness no I can dance on Saturday night baby I'm going to come in here and preach this gospel today and give God the glory and give God the praise because I know how to do things all in decency and in order. I don't have to get off track and get off focus. I don't have to get out of alignment with the will of God and plan for my life. You have to know how to minister the good news of the gospel and be in a position to hold on to what God has given you and that you will do this thing unto the glory of him. And so here it is, the apostle Paul, he begins to get vexed at this spirit and he says, listen, he turned around and he now begins to rebuke that demonic spirit. Now, this is where the trouble comes in at. Because now, you get ready to touch and, me and mess with these people's money. I told you, listen. He said, this went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her and instantly it left her. So as he made the declaration and rebuked the spirit, as he declared by the name of Jesus Christ, every demon has to bow. And so at that name, it says, and instantly it left her. Now notice what happened. At verse 19, her master's hopes of wealth were now shattered. So they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. The whole city is in an uproar because of these Jews. They shouted to the city officials. They are teaching customs that are illegal for us Romans to practice. Oh, listen here. All of a sudden, now, when Paul and Silas, when Paul has rebuked this demon, and now the people find out and they see that their wealth resources have been taken away, now they come to now stir up strife and trouble and dissension and then now cause an uproar in the city and they drag Paul and Silas out and they drag them before the authorities of the marketplace because now you have now come in and you have disrupted their particular thing that they value, the thing that they worship. They're worshiping that money and this young girl has now been delivered and now she hasn't, she doesn't now, she, not, she doesn't mean any good to them now because she can't produce for them. And you got to realize and understand, are people using you just for what they can get out of you? Are they just taking advantage of you for what they can get from you in the moment, in the time that's beneficial to them? You got to examine the people who are around you just for that particular purpose and reason. Because I should have great relationships that are reciprocating. I should be able to receive love just as much as I give love. I should be able to receive kindness just as much as I give kindness out. It should not be just a one-way relationship. So it says the whole city is in an uproar because of these Jews. They shout to the city officials. They are teaching customs that are illegal for us Romans to practice. So now you're coming in and you're messing with my religion. 
<laughs> you coming in and messing up what I've been accustomed to. You're disrupting yes. what I have built up that I believe is how to worship God yes. or what I believe God is to be to me. And now you're coming in and disrupting that. So look at verse 22. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. Isn't it amazing how the enemy can come on one accord so quickly? Yes. They gathered a mob just that fast and that quick and they got the city officials to come in and to begin to order them beaten and stripped with wooden rods. They had no trial. They didn't go to court. They just came in and sentenced them and told them you're going to be beaten with rods because you have come in and disrupt the flow of these people's money. You have come in and tainted and did something that they didn't want you to do. And so now they're suffering the consequences for doing what is righteous. There's something, the consequences for doing what is right. See, when we're going to reign with Jesus Christ, we also have to know that we're going to have to suffer with him. And you have to realize and understand that as you live this life of Christ, that you're going to go through some trials and tribulations. You're going to go through some things that are going to try your faith and try to pull you back and pull you away from the things of God. But the Apostle Paul inside has stood their ground. Listen what happened. It said they were severely beaten and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them in the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. Now, not only did he put them in the inner dungeon where they're, I mean, in the lower part of the prison, but they clamped their feet in the stocks as if they were going to try to escape. So he made it where they wouldn't have no way to try to escape. He said, I'm going to put you in this inner dungeon and I'm going to clamp your feet to the stocks. They were chained at the feet. There's no mobility. There's no yeah. movement. They are chained. They are shackled. And that's what the enemy comes to do. He thought that if they would bind them physically, that he would break their spirit. See, some of us are in a place, if your, if your flesh is at a place to be bound, and you're in that situation, you may have some pain today, some aches today. You say, you know what, man, I can't make it. I'm not going to push through. I'm not going to make it. I ain't going to be able to do this. But, you know, you got that pain on Monday morning. You're still going to go to work. Yeah. All right. Three amens. I'm sorry. That's the wrong block. That ain't this church. I'm sorry. This church down the street. I was at the wrong place. So, so, <laughs> so here, they thought that if they would, because what they're trying to do is they're trying to keep them from influencing people. Yes. If I put you in bondage and put you in jail, you don't have a voice out there. And the people's idea of the religion that we've been teaching them won't be tainted or won't be taken away from them for them to believe something else. But they didn't realize that who they were dealing with, that Paul and Silas were not in a place just because they were beaten with rods. It did not it did not wound their spirit man. It did not harm their inner man. So they begin to build up. Listen to this. I want to read it to you. It says in verse 25, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundation. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, stop, don't kill yourself, we are all here. Now, listen at this. I've been beaten with wooden rods. My back is messed up. I'm in pain and agony. I've been thrown into this inner dungeon of this prison. Yep. My legs and feet are shackled to the stocks. 
There, I have no mobility. I'm in pain. And so now I make a decision that I'm going to do something that I'm not anticipating or expected to do because I should be so concerned about my fleshly wounds. And see, if I become so concerned about my flesh, I realize and understand that if I get so consumed in that, that I lose faith and hope because my weapon is my spirit man. My weapon has authority over this flesh. And if you would recognize the power that you possess spiritually, you can overcome the torment that the enemy's trying to keep you in bondage in your flesh. So at this point, they begin to not focus in on the pain and the agony that they're dealing with. They begin to pray and they begin to sing hymns to God. And the Bible says, and the other prisoners were listening. So when you're in a place of bondage and the enemy's trying to get you to a place and he puts you in bondage because you've been preaching the good news, you've been doing the thing to bring glory to God, and now you're in prison, you got to make a decision. How am I going to handle this? Am I going to mope in a pity party? Am I going to sit here in a place and wallow in this thing? Am I going to be sitting here complaining about why am I in this mess? Why did they put me in jail? I didn't get a fair trial. I didn't do this. No, they were in a mindset to say, I'm going to pray and I'm going to sing hymns because because I know that that's what my power is. I know that that's what my strength is. And I'm going to pay the enemy back because he thinks I should be in an emotional distress right now. But I'm going to confuse him. See, your praise will confuse the enemy. If you would not allow yourself to get into that place of emotional distress and show that pain and agony and pull up on the strength of the Holy Ghost and allow the Holy Spirit to work through you. I know you're having a hard time. I know you're having a difficult situation. I know you're going through some trauma in your life. But if you would just get in your prayer and in a place of praise and open up your mouth and pray. I believe God will send forth some strength. He'll begin to send forth some people that will hear your praise. All the prisoners were listening because they were in amazement. How is it that they're in a dungeon but they hear them upstairs in the other levels? They were not quiet about their praise. See, some of us have got this quiet praise, but I'm telling you, when you in some stuff and you've been through some mess, you just gotta open up your mouth and make a joyful noise unto the Lord and you're not concerned about who hears you or who's around you to say be quiet it don't take all that be quiet be quiet you don't have to scream that loud you don't have to praise that loud well you don't know the hell I went through all this week to get here so my praise is my weapon against the enemy to keep my sanity because if I don't praise him I might just lose my mind Jesus so listen it says that as suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundation all the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. So you mean to tell me that my praise brought forth liberty and freedom to people who were in bondage, who had even probably were guilty of their particular criminal activity of why they were in prison, but because I chose to praise God, because I chose to worship God, I can break off the shackles of those who don't know how to praise, who do not know the value and the, and the power of it, that I can begin to have an impact on their life. And God said, I'll send an earthquake to loose everybody in here because I'm going to pay you back for dealing and messing with my child, messing with my sons of God. I'm going to pay you back and I'm going to show you who the real true and living God is. I'm going to tell you that you tried to have this fortune teller and you mad because you can't make money off of her no more. You upset because you can't pimp her out with that particular false gift of divination. He said, I'm going to come in and I'm going to bring an earthquake. I'm going to come in and shake the foundation for you. I'm here to let you know that whatever you're going through, if you put a praise on it, it'll shake the foundation. If you put a song of hymns on it, it'll shake the foundation. And that thing will no longer hold you captive. That thing will no longer have power 
the jailer woke up. Yes. Oh my God. To see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prison had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. Now notice this. I love God. I told you that if we're going to be believers in God, we got to represent the heart of Christ. Yep. Now, a person that's carnal uh -huh. would have let that joker kill itself. You just put me in these shackles. You just, you just put me in this dungeon. You know what you got? What's coming? You go ahead on and take it. Go ahead. Go ahead on and do it. But the Apostle Paul still operates in a spirit of grace and compassion. He says, don't do it. All the prisoners are here. He said, I don't want to see you kill yourself because listen at this. Even though they put him in shackles, he said, there's still a soul. See, you're missing this. That's why that's why I get no amen because y'all ain't ready. We're not ready to get to that level. He says, pray for those who despitefully use you. And so here it is. This is the person that put him in chains, and now he stops him from killing himself because this is an opportunity for him to get vengeance at his own hands. But you gotta realize vengeance is the Lord's. So you gotta let this thing play out according to God's plan and his process. So he says, Stop, don't kill yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? What? Wait, wait, wait. So you mean to tell me that God has set up for me to begin to break this young woman that was operating this spirit of divination, break the bondage of that spirit off of her life, and allow her masters to get upset with me, and for them to cause the city to be in the uproar, for them to now beat me with rods, and then to bring me to prison, that God had to bring me to prison to get the jailer to get set free? So you mean to tell me that I had to go through all of this and I'm, this is the payback that the enemy gets because the enemy thought that I was going to be in a place of depression. I was going to be in a place of having pity that I wasn't going to be at midnight up. He thought I was going to be asleep. See, some of you got to realize that when it's time to sleep, sometimes God will wake you up so that you will be alert in the spirit because that's the time where God's trying to get your attention. That's when there's no distractions around and God can begin to speak to you in the middle of the night. So here it is at midnight. You mean to tell me that I decided to praise God and worship God and you set me up in the midst of all this and then you brought an earthquake to open up the prison doors so that now when the jailer comes he realized because I believe he saw that young girl in the midst of the crowd telling and saying these are men that are coming to save people and he had heard about what Paul and Silas were doing because they had changed the lives of other people and now here it is he sees that there is no way that Paul should have let me live after I just put him in these chains. Come on. Because the jailer was probably thinking that if it was me, I would have told, I would have, baby, go ahead on and do what you're going to do. Because you, 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 you messed with my life. You put me in bondage. But he saw something in Paul and Silas, and he said, he recognized, he said, what must I do to be saved? This is amazing because here it is, God has set all of this up because he has an opportunity to minister the good news to somebody who has not heard it. That's how concerned he is about our soul. That's how concerned he is about our life. That he wants us to get the good news by any means necessary. And so he set this thing up. Listen to what happens. Oh my God. Look at verse 31. It says, they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him. And with all who lived in his household. Even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. Now, I'm going to mess up everybody's mess. Yeah. 
Because I'm, I'm, because you're going, the Holy Spirit is going to convict you. This is, he's a representation. Listen what happens. If I receive Jesus Christ and I call him Lord, I should begin to partake and take on. If any of those who have been following Bible study and we've been teaching in the book of Philippians and there's some things where Paul was teaching to the church of Philippi and he began to talk about having the attitude of Christ. And so if we say we're born again believers, we say we're Christians, we should begin to take on the attitude and the characteristics of Christ. It shouldn't take 30 years for you to keep loving or trying to love people or have a heart of God. Y'all, I'm messing with somebody. I'm messing with your stuff today. Because you've been 20 years evil. You've been 25 years angry. You've been 15 years upset. You've been walking around in this disdainful, this distasteful attitude and place. And here it is. This man just got saved. And he starts to show compassion and begins to mend their wounds. I'm here to help somebody get free. Because you've been saved 15, 20 years and you're the wound maker. You're the one that causes hell and chaos in people's life. You're not here to wound, help somebody's wound or care for them. As we always say, the cliche, the church is supposed to be the hospital. No, you come up in here and get hurt, beat up, messed up. You need a, a whole nother Jesus. I'm here. It's in the scripture. You can't listen what he said. It says that. Oh, my God. It says they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in his household, even at that hour of the night. They didn't waste no time. They ministered the word at that night. They got the jailer's family together. They ministered the word. It says, even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. Yeah. How do you transform from a person that has just put me in a dungeon, just locked my feet up, and been this person that is a jailer, abusive, and in a position? Why? Because he's changed lords. Yeah. I'm helping somebody. He was under the rulership of the magistrates who gave him the orders to put Paul and Silas in jail. And now he's under the rulership of Christ being king of his life. Notice how his attitude changes. I'm here to help somebody get free today. I should not have be arguing with you about the same stuff 20 years later and you say you're born again. You say you're saved and you can't love your neighbor like you love yourself. Shame on you. You need to repent, get delivered, and ask God, am I really saved? I ain't gonna give a two amens outside on virtual church in the building feeling me today. I'm going to preach this thing like I feel it. Yep, just say ouch, get some band-aids and keep it moving. Even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. They ain't got to wait for a ceremony. They ain't waiting for a big old pool. They said, baby, you got a little water over here? You got a little tub? Come on, we're ready to baptize you. Because I don't want the moment to elapse where I missed the opportunity where the enemy can come in and change your mind. I need to grab you right now, baptize you. He said he brought them into his house. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I don't know them like that. I, I, I can't be letting them. I know I go to church with them and all, but they ain't coming to my house. They can't know why I did that. No, 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 no. This is somebody that has a transfer, a, a, a transformed heart. He's had an encounter with Jesus, and now the very persons that he had imprisoned, he's now serving them. So you mean to tell me that when you begin to come into contact with Jesus, you you gain a servant heart? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna help. I'm not gonna get no help in it. So you mean to tell me that you can't always you you can't be saved and still be selfish? That don't go in the same. 
and that doesn't represent selfishness. Selfishness is of the enemy because he thought of himself. He said he wanted to be like the most high God. And he began to exalt himself above God. And he began to now get himself thrown and cast out of the heavens because of his attitude of pride. Because pride is selfishness. I ain't going to get no help in this. Look at verse 34. He brought them into his house and set a meal before them. And he and his entire household rejoiced because they all believed in God. What? He took them to his house, fixed their wounds, fed them, and they began to just relax in the household and just start talking about the goodness of the Lord. You mean to tell me that they had a revival? I just got out of prison. I just got these shackles off of me, but I still have enough love in me that I'm going to share this gospel and that I'm in a position where the jailer, I'm going, I'm grateful that my household is saved now. And now I'm going to extend this gratitude and this love. Because why? Jesus Christ is coming to my heart. We say it all the time. If I if I'm a new, if, I, if you be born again and you're in Christ Jesus, you're a new creature in Christ. Well, if you're supposed to be a new creature in Christ, let the evidence show. Yes. New creature, new evidence. Yes. New creature, it should be evidence. It's, it's tight, but it's right up here tonight, boy. I'm going to keep on preaching this thing because I know, hey, don't email me. It's just in the Word. <laughs> Listen, it says the next morning. Let me read because then my message behold. The next morning, the city officials sent the police to the tell the jailer, let, the, let those men go. So the jailer told Paul, the city officials have said you and Silas are free to leave. Go in peace. But Paul replied, they have publicly beaten us without a trial and put us in prison. And we are Roman citizens. So now, they want us to leave secretly? Certainly not. Let them come themselves to release us. Come on. Come on. Now, y'all, Paul and Silas, listen at this. The prison doors were open. All the chains were broken. Us, I'm gone. The doors were open. That means I'm free to go. The Bible says that they still yet stayed and they were still in captivity and they were still in prison because Paul and Silas, they were waiting for the order. They were waiting for things to be done in order. They didn't want it to be made known that they broke out or that they left illegally. They wanted to be made known that they were operating in order and they were operating under the call of the justice system that they had been putting into. Even though they were putting in wrongfully, they still yet maintained their integrity. They said, I'm not going to leave. I'm going to be in this place because they, they said the police came and told the jailer, you're free to let them go. Because believe me, they heard about what happened last night. They heard about the earthquake. They felt the tremors. They felt the shaking. They felt some things happen. So they said, these people got some power that I don't want to deal with, and they wouldn't let them go. But Paul said, uh-uh. I want justice because there are going to be some other people going to come through here that's going to preach the gospel, and I don't want them to go through what I'm going through. See, when you have the heart of God, you're willing to put yourself on a sacrifice to help the next person that's going to come behind you because somebody's going to set the, somebody's a trailblazer, somebody's setting the stage because somebody else is going to come behind you that's going to have to come through that same area. It's going to be some other people that's not going to be saved. they got to preach to. So listen to what Paul says. Listen, he's not seeking vengeance for himself. He's setting order because he wants justice. He says, so now they, 
He said, but Paul replied, they have publicly beaten us without a trial and put us in prison. I told you they didn't give them, they just automatically beat them and put them in prison. No trial, no nothing before a judge, and we are Roman citizens. So now they want us to leave secretly? Certainly not. Let them come themselves to release us. When the police reported this, the city officials were alarmed to learn that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens. So they came to the jail and apologized to them. So, you mean to tell me that the ones who had ordered for them to be in prison have now come and had to bow and begin to humble themselves and come to apologize to them because they had wrongfully put them in prison. Because Paul was in a place, he wanted things to be done in order, and now because God was bringing forth the payback, and he was the one who was in charge of redeeming them and bringing recompense to them, he said, I'm going to make the very ones that put you in bondage come back and apologize to you. The very ones that talked about you, the very ones that put you down, the very ones that thought that, thought that you weren't going to make it, they're going to have to come back and say, I apologize. I did wrong. I made a mistake. I could have, I should have thought that out a little better. You better believe God is in a place and he's watching over you and he sees what people do. He sees what things happen to you. All you have to do is wait and continue to believe God and live for him. Then they brought them out and begged them to leave the city. It says when verse 40, when Paul and Silas left the prison, because once they had got the apology and once they had got the, the notification that they can leave orderly, they were discharged from the prison, not that they ran off and left. When they had been done this thing in order, they, then they left the prison and they returned to the home of Lydia. There they met with the believers and encouraged them once more. Then they left town. Now Lydia is in the, in the passage before. Lydia was a woman that they met when they were on their way to prayer again. And when they met her, she worshiped God, but she didn't know Jesus Christ. And they began to share Jesus Christ with her, and she became saved. And she said, if you really believe that I've been changed, she said, I want you to come to my house, and I'm going to feed you, and I'm going to take care of you. So they had now built for God was preparing this thing all along. He had a place for them to get out of prison to go back to a place to get a meal because they had shown forth grace and compassion to a stranger, to a woman who had resources. She was a merchant of, of purple and linen. And yeah. so here it is. They said, I'm going back to Lydia's house. And they met other believers there. They get out of prison and they still encourage people. Yes. That's the heart that we should have. That's the type of dedication and faithfulness we should have to the work of the ministry. To the building of the kingdom. Yeah, I know I've gone through some stuff. I know I've had some issues. But you know what? I still got work to do. I still got to encourage some people. I still got to pray for them. That's what God will do. When I'm going through my trials and tribulations and people text me, pray for this, pray for that, do this and do that. I don't say, well, I'm going through my own stuff. I ain't got time to pray for you. Hey. What kind of attitude is that? Yes. Right. I think I want the mother said to me, she said, there's something about your prayer. She asked me to pray for something. I said, I'm going to pray. I, I'm gonna, I, I send texts all day long, every day, seven days a week. People text me and I'm going to text back. That's my best form of communication when I can get to you right away. I may not be able to call you, but I can text you. You even pray, I'm going to pray a text. I'm going to pray in this text. And as you read it out your mouth, the power of God is going to be made manifest. I'm telling you. you got to trust God and believe God. We're going to get this thing done by any means necessary. God's going to get the glory out of it. Amen. I'm going to send you a text. And God's gonna, we're going to pray. And God's going to see the work done. And it's going to happen. That's the heart that we have to have. 
And that's what Paul and Silas, they exemplified. And as we see, we saw how God paid them back. He paid the enemy back for putting them in jail wrongfully. The people who had ordered them to go to jail, they had to come back and apologize. Paul said, we're going to do this thing with justice. He said, okay, I don't have a problem leaving town because I got another assignment. My assignment is up here. I'm moving on to the next. Because somebody else is going to come on and do the work. I'm going to go forward to where else the next place where God's going to leave me to go. And that's what you got to have in your mindset. When one person rejects whatever sound, you're trying to give them the word, they reject it, and you still mad, well, they, and you still, you've been fighting them for three years to get them saved. Right. Baby, let them, let them go. One plant, one water, God will give the increase. Yeah. What you may have planted may have been just for you to plant. Somebody else will come along and water it. But you allow God to give the increase. And that's what God will do. He will begin to build you up and bring you in and draw you in. But we got to have that heart like Paul and Silas and like the jailer. He got saved immediately and he started with compassion, mending their wounds, invite them to his house, fed them. You don't even buy nobody a happy meal. Three ninety nine. But that's what God will do when you have a changed heart. And that's what we want to encourage us. God, I want my heart to be changed. God, I want my heart to be like you. God, I want to be compassionate. I want to have the love of God that you told me to exemplify. And I'm telling you, when we operate at this level, the enemy won't have anything to, to get us to a place where he keeps us down. Yeah, we're going to come and we're going to go through. But you know what? I'm getting right back up. Yeah. Paul and Silas have been beaten, but they didn't, it did not steal their joy. Yeah. And that's how you pay the enemy back. Because he wants to, he wants, he wants to keep your mouth quiet. He wants to keep your mouth quiet. He don't want you to help nobody. He wants you to encourage nobody. He don't want you to bless nobody. He wants you to just be all selfish and all other stuff because that's what he gets the glory at. No, when you do what God tells you to do, that's what heaps coals of fire on his head. I'm telling you. You be like, why do you keep blessing him? Because the Lord told me to do it. Why do you keep doing that? Well, the Lord told me to do it. And that's what God, you would just be obedient what God is leading you to do. Amen? Come on, give the Lord a hand praise. God is good. He'll redeem the time. It's 1134. Ooh, Mother Heart, I thank you for that praise. I'm telling you, she was praising God right there. I thank you. I appreciate that. I, I love, I'm telling you, I love seniors because it's just something about that they've gone through some stuff and when you can just see the joy in their heart and they, they may not have all what you got but I'm telling you, they're going to show forth some praise and some thanksgiving to God and I glean from that. Because I want to get to her age and, help and still be able to raise my hands and, and give God some praise. I thank God for that. you got to thank God for right now. I say, God, I want to have that same joy. I want to have that praise in my heart when I reach that age. I don't want my praise to die. I don't want my joy for the Lord to end or die. I want to praise the Lord till I take my last breath. I'm telling you, it's good because so many people are, they just ungrateful. And not appreciative of what God does for them. God did it. God did it. Amen. All right, we did good with time. I thank God. The word is blessed. Um, next week, um, we're going to have communion. So um, be prepared for communion on next week. Those of y'all who are watching virtually, it's first Sunday 
Um, it's the last holiday of the summer, Labor Day weekend. And um, I'm telling you, God is just good. And it's going to be a blessing uh, in the service. Make note, September 24th, um, I didn't add that to the announcement. September 24th, we're going to be in our FBI service, Faith Building Inspiration Night. That's a Saturday evening at 7 p.m., September 24th. We have it once a quarter. We didn't have it the last quarter. Um, but we're going to have it in this quarter in September. Amen. September 24th, 7 p.m. Um, it's an atmosphere to build our faith, an atmosphere of the prophetic flowing. Um, and we'll have instruction for those who will be in operation on that night. But um, I had a guest speaker lined up. But God, just he don't want he just don't want it, I guess, because they have another engagement that came up. They're going to be out the country. I said, okay, God, I get it. I understand it. You want us to do this thing, and that's what God is going to do. So I thank God for that, and uh, it's going to be an awesome night. It's a Saturday night, September 24th, 7 p.m. Um, and, you know, we don't, we, don't, we don't do church alone. We're not going to be in three or four hours and, and all that extra stuff. Amen. It really don't sometimes take all that. Amen. 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 In that particular area, you know, folks in church six hours and they just been in there just worn. Ain't nobody free. Ain't nobody. Folks just in there sleeping. Man, when we going home? That ain't a good atmosphere. Amen. Amen. I'm just trying to help you. Amen. It's gonna be okay. It's okay for the church. Only man did it. Amen. But I'm telling you, we God thank God for grace. Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. And you get out here good today. It's 11:35, 11:38. Amen. Come on, let's stand on our feet. Any first-time guests in the building today? Any first-time visitors? Amen. Everybody saved in the building. Everybody has received salvation. Everybody's personal Lord is Jesus Christ. Amen. Mother, she, she's standing up. I thank God for it. Amen. Come on, our pastor needs to dismiss us. Father, we thank you for everything our eyes have seen, our ears have heard on this day. God, we thank you for the man of God who poured out on today. And Father, we pray that that seed, that word that was released today, that it will be planted on good ground and produce a harvest in our life, oh God. Father, we thank you in advance, oh God, for the big payback, God, that you are concerned enough about us to come into our lowest point and in our situation and yet redeem us and save us, oh God, and set us free. So Father, we don't take it lightly. We say thank you, Jesus, oh God. Now, Father, even as we go through this week, oh God, we thank you that you are the God of the big payback that you will meet us when trials and tribulations come, God. We thank you that we already have overcome and that we have the victory in the name of Jesus, oh God. Now, Father, I pray that we leave out of this place with praise on our lips and praise and worship in our heart that it will follow us in our homes, oh God. Father, we lose that fire to be stirred in us in the name of Jesus, oh God. And Father, we thank you on today that no dead and dry spirit will follow us, oh God, but we will go in the power of the anointing that you have given us, oh God. Now, Father, encourage the man of God, strengthen him, oh God, pour back into him everything that he's poured out on today, oh God. Father, set your people free in the name of Jesus. And God, we give you thanks. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Lord. 